0: Marshall Those of you who have attended performances In the Mystery Theater know that there are Certain tales that particularly Entrance and intrigue me They deal with the unusual The unfamiliar The unexplainable So I have turned today to that master Of mystery, Wilkie Collins Who has a habit of coming up with A story that always makes me say Why that's not possible Or is it? Yes, I can, Uncle. It's me, Xavier. Are you a ghost? Why did Father Daly bless my father? I wanted him to, Uncle. But he refused. Absolutely refused. Why, Xavier? Because he said you didn't die a natural death. You must. drama, Shadows from the Grave, adapted from a story by Wilkie Collins, and was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate, Jr., and stars Christopher Tabori. It is sponsored in part by Off, the sinus medicine. I'll be back shortly with Act One. One invariably associates the mysterious with lonely old houses, strange, small, inbred towns, peculiar characters, and I have to admit, this story follows that pattern. The man who told it to me is one xyz You can imagine the kind of comments this poor fellow has gone through life with. Nevertheless, he didn't seem to mind when I said, XYZ, would you tell us about your extraordinary adventure yourself? Having been christened Xavier Yardley Zenith and suffered with those initials all through school in California, I decided that when I got to the job age and became very good in photography, to open up a studio of my own. Call it Zenith of Hollywood. Not an unusual word in Hollywood, where everything is the top, the best, the ultimate, the Zenith things occurred in April of this year which totally changed my life. One, I planned to marry. And two, I got a note from my Uncle George who lived in Fresno to come see him on what he called a matter of some importance.
1: Hello up there. Uncle George. It's me, Xavier. What are you doing up in that tree? Xavier. Welcome, my boy. I've just about sealed up this hole in the tree. Uh, Uh, Here, give me a hand. Uh, Steady. Pretty spry for a man of my age, don't you think? Uh, You've never been up this way before, have you, Xavier? Not since I was a child, Uncle George. Oh, that's right. Uh, I remember now. This beautiful house hasn't changed. Uh, My father built it in memory of Queen Victoria.
0: What happened to this big old oak?
1: struck by lightning no it's the woodpeckers and squirrels that make all these holes i've just had it with the noisy beggars they jump from this tree to the top of the porch and then they run along my bedroom window making the most infernal racket you can imagine so i've just been sealing up a few of their nesting places let them find apartments elsewhere i say what about that big hole on the other side of the tree um, Maybe tomorrow I'll mix up some more cement. Huh? Uh, say, boy, you always go around with two cameras hanging around your neck? Photography is my business, so I'm always prepared just in case. Huh? Is there a living in it?
0: You uh, you uh, sell your pictures? I used to do better. Took shots of movie
1: stars on location. Did a lot of newspaper and magazine work. But work is thinned out. I have a proposition to make you... <laughs> Since I gather the picture-taking business isn't too profitable these days, I think you may be interested. Are you married? I'm just about to be. this coming Saturday, matter of fact. Good. Then what I have in mind might make an excellent wedding present. <laughs> uh, I'm not a rich man, Xavier, but comfortably off. Fifty-nine acres, orchards, gardens, this house, and a private family vault On the premises. You're joking. You're in a mausoleum. Uh, Death is not a joke, Xavier. I am going to die in a week. You? No, you're not. You look fit as a fiddle. An ill-tuned fiddle. Uh, No, death is only a few days off for me. Uh, I've known it would come to this for some time, so it's no surprise. I'd like to show you where I'm going to be buried. That's Carrara Marble and Vermont Granite. Uh, Those two locks on the bronze door are an invention of mine. Mind if I take a picture of it? Not at all. There's, um, there's no one in your private mausoleum now, is there? No. Uh, There was. Uh, No. Uh, No one. Uh, Now, Xavier, I want you to pay particular attention. Two keyholes And two separate brass keys. There is a very good reason for the two locks. When I am laid to rest inside this vault, Xavier, I don't expect I shall be trying to get out. But I do not wish anyone else to get in. But why would a person want to? It's not necessary for me to explain all that to you now, my boy. I, I turn the handle. And so... Spacious, but uh, not crowded. My final home.
0: Uncle, if you don't mind, could we go back to the house now?
1: I'm not at my best in mausoleums. All right. I've shown you everything. We'll sit ourselves on the porch and I'll tell you what's on my mind. Have you ever sat in a porch swing, Xavier? love these old swings. Uh, Xavier, I have no choice. You are my only living kin. There is no one else. I'm leaving all my worldly possessions, Uh, this house, the contents, the grounds, everything to you on one condition. You must live here and every day, every single day, mind you, you must go to that mausoleum and make certain there's been no one tampering with the locks. Uh huh. A- and
0: and that's the only condition, Uncle.
1: The only one.
0: I certainly appreciate your generosity. Can, can I think it over and let you know?
1: I, I'd like to talk it over with Catherine. Absolutely not. You're going to agree right now. But Uncle, but what? <laughs> you can have your zenith of Hollywood office right here. This place is plenty big enough. You can turn the solarium into a studio if you like. I don't care. I won't be here. It's all decided then? Hmm? Hmm? Good. I'll have Henley take you to the top of the hill. A good view and you can see most of the property. Uh, Have a tug at that bell pole, will you, Xavier? (laughs) My dear boy, you don't know what a relief this is. My fate lies in your hands. Uh, Wait just a moment, Uncle. I haven't agreed to this inheritance yet.
0: What if I do? And I find someone's been at
1: the locks of that mausoleum. What should I do? In my desk in the library, bottom right hand drawer is a letter of instructions. The envelope has one word on it. Joshua. Did you say Joshua? But unless someone has been trying to break in, that letter must never be read.
2: You rang, sir.
1: Yes, Henley. This is my nephew. Xavier Yardley Zenith. He's going to be living here. I want you to acquaint him with the property.
0: Oh, very well, sir.
1: Goodbye, Xavier. I shall not be seeing you again. Have a good walk. Well, my dear Joshua, your old friend George Zenith has found a way to outwit you. Do you hear me, Joshua? Joshua?
0: exactly what he said, Catherine. He stood, looking out of the window at the tree he'd been cementing, talking to someone called Joshua, who, of course, wasn't in the tree. It was most uncanny. And then I left the room with Henry, the butler.
2: How well do you know your Uncle George?
0: Only slightly, I'd say.
2: So then you have no idea what he meant by Joshua, I'm going to outwit you now. Not the vaguest. But the important thing is, Catherine... Do we want
0: to spend the rest of our lives in a Victorian white elephant with a cook and a butler? Our lives? Well, that's the deal if I accept. I have to guard that mausoleum every single day.
2: Darling, let's forget about this crazy Uncle George of yours. We're getting married Saturday. That's enough to think about for now. If your uncle wants to leave us his big old house in Fresno, fine. I love old houses, especially when it's a free gift you didn't promise anything, did you? No, I
0: didn't. Saturday, Catherine and I tied the knot. Nothing fancy, just a few friends at the registrar's office on Hollywood Boulevard. About a dozen of us drove out to Laguna Beach for a wedding breakfast. And we just got around to toasting one another in California champagne when my service tracked me down and left a message that Uncle George had died. And would I come back to Fresno? I'm Father Daly, Mr. Zinef. Your uncle came occasionally to our church. Father Daly, this is my wife, Catherine. Uh, how do you do? I'm sorry this sad occasion has brought us together. Not a very auspicious first married week, is it? It's hard to believe. He seemed so healthy. And when he talked about being dead in a week... <laughs> Did he? Yes. Well, I thought it was his macabre sense of humor. How do you suppose he knew? Well, if he intended to take his own life, then quite naturally he would know. Well, surely no one thinks of my son. No one knows. What is the funeral service? there isn't going to be one in the strict sense of the word.
2: No funeral? But why not,
0: Father? I'm afraid Mr. Zena's uncle may not have died a natural death. The medical examiner said an overdose of sleeping pills... But couldn't that have been an accident? I mean, he told me he had a lot of trouble sleeping. Well, of course it could have. Which is what the coroner decided, death by accident. But so long as there's the slightest suspicion, which you have rather confirmed just now for me, I cannot bless the grave. I could bite my tongue for telling him what he said, that he'd be dead in a few days. Had you kept your uncle's intentions secret... That indeed would have been a mortal sin. Yes, Henry. You wish to see me? I do, sir. Cook and I want to leave. You wish to leave this house? But why? Oh, while your uncle was alive, there were some very peculiar things going on, but out of loyalty, we just couldn't go. Peculiar things that frightened you? Oh, yes, indeed, sir strange voices and goings-on and awful shrieks, like someone being attacked. Terrifying, if you ask me. I quite agree with you. Have you heard such noises since my uncle passed away? No, Mr. Seath. Well, then I suggest to you, the noises died with him. Now, I'll double your salary, Cook's also, and I don't want to hear any more about your leaving. (laughs) You put it that way, sir. We'll be happy to stay on. Every day, I'd go out and check the locks on the family vault. Catherine and I started making over the solarium into a studio, and I ordered equipment for a darkroom. But then, one night, I had a strange dream. Xavier! Xavier, Yardling, Zine. Is that you, Uncle George? Why didn't Father Daly... Diggly- I wanted him to, Uncle, but he wouldn't. He said there was some question as to how you died.
1: You must insist he blessed the coffin. I cannot rest until he does.
0: Uncle George, am I really talking to you? Or am I imagining things in my sleep? Promise me you'll make Father. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil must give us pause. Our friend Xavier Yardley Zenith has surely been given pause. His uncle dies mysteriously, then appears in a dream giving orders, exacting promises. Where will it lead? Where will it end? I shall return shortly with
2: Act Two. I had it when I woke up this morning. Sinus, my worst ever. Until I took Sinus. Set for sign off.
0: It has been an enigma for thousands of years. Are ghosts an illusion, a projection of what one wishes to see... Or do they represent some ephemeral link between the world of the dead and the world of the living? The problem that faces Xavier Zenith is to persuade a member of the ministry to bless the remains of a man who may have committed murder. For indeed, that is how the church regards suicide. Catherine, I tell you, Uncle George's ghost said it as clearly as I say this to you. Father Daly must give me his blessing. I cannot rest until he does.
2: Honey, can I say something? I appreciate this inheritance, the house, the grounds, money to run it and have a butler and a cook. I never in my wildest dreams did I ever think I'd have that. But on the minus side, there's all this infatuation with death. That mausoleum, which has to be guarded as though it were Two Commons tomb. And now you having nightmares about your uncle. Savior, it's not healthy.
0: What am I to do? I gave my word.
2: Well, what about your career? You're a little young to retire to a gingerbread house in Fresno and and play nursemaid to Ghoulies and
0: Ghosties. Oh, we're going to make a great studio out of the solarium and then that enormous closet, turning it into a dark room, it'll be great. You don't
2: understand me, do you? You've got to get out into the world and take pictures, Mr. Zenith of Hollywood. But having always to be one night away from this place so you can check the locks on a dead man's tomb (laughs) is going to hold you back.
0: I told you all this before we married, so don't throw it in my face now.
2: What's the matter with you, Xavier? Have you no will of your own? Five months ago, if I told you that a ghost came to me in my sleep, you would have laughed right out loud. I'm not laughing now. You really believe you saw him, don't you?
0: Of course I do. I was there. He was there. I heard him.
2: And you've decided to stick it out here for the rest of your life. Is that it?
0: If I have to, I will.
2: I think I'd better leave you alone until you cool off. I'm not letting any dead uncle get in the way of my life. And I mean it.
0: Catherine did mean it. Next thing I knew, she lit out and went back to L.A. I knew where to find her, all right. At her mother's. But I was darned if I'd go running after her. Oh, my dear Mr. Zenith, my hands are tied. The church simply cannot acknowledge any untoward death. Father Daly, for three nights running, Uncle George has appeared to me at night saying, help me lie and rest.
2: I cannot
0: until Father Daily blesses my coffin. Xavier, may I call you Xavier? I wish you would. My boy, you and I are both modern men at the edge of the 21st century. For you to tell me that you're being visited by your uncle's ghost, while I won't discount it as a possibility, it's much more likely to be your own conscience worrying you to such an extent that you can convince yourself that you've seen him. Now you tell me it happens when you're asleep. I say to you, yes, it could. But that still doesn't make it any more than a dream. Last night, he said I should read some of the books in his library and I would understand. Go read your uncle's books. And if this brings you peace of mind, then you know whether his appearances are fact or fancy. That's just what I aim to do, Father. I did, Henley. Come into the library and shut the door behind you. Did you know my uncle was greatly interested in black magic? Well, I did tell you I was aware something strange was going on. He and Mister Tree—they did some kind of—I—I I, I, I don't know what you'd call it. Mister Tree, uh, a friend of your uncle's. They spent a lot of time together, and then. A year ago, Mr. Tree went away. Can you be more specific than something strange? Oh, well, sir, there, there'd be a lot of candles. Hundreds, in fact. They'd have them all burning. There'd be incense enchanting. Right here in the library, Mr. Zenith. I've been reading these books. And what amazed me was how many of them deal with the power of black magic. I remember him asking me to bring home a cup of holy water from the church. And I I said to him, I said, well, sir, you're supposed to go to church in person and and bless yourself with holy water, not bring the holy water here. And your uncle said, getting the holy water is the easy task. I have to get the, the blood of a child to mix with the water. Henry, did you ever find out what it was for? No, I didn't. And I didn't ask. And I didn't steal the holy water from the church either. Henry, you strike me as a sensible man. Will you do me a favor tonight? I generally take a walk in the garden after dark. Perhaps you'd walk with me. certainly, sir. I see brought your camera, Mr. Zenith. Can you take pictures with only moonlight? Oh, yes. Films so fast nowadays, I could get a picture of you at 20 feet by the light of one match. Hmm. Now, this part here, where we're walking, is this also part of my uncle's property? I should say your property, sir. This is all part of it. And and that brook, too. Let's walk to the other side across this footbridge seems to continue downstream. Over there. Over there. What's that little stone building? Oh, that's the mausoleum, sir. Oh, so it is. I'm, I, uh, I'm afraid I'm a little discombobulated. Oh, wait. That's a good shot from this side of the brook. The mausoleum reflected in the water.
2: Yeah, I think I got it. Henry. Henry. What's that?
0: What's what, sir? of a man. I, I, I just saw him in my viewfinder. Then he disappeared. Where is he? There, there, again. Can't you see it? Yes, yes, there was someone. Uh, he's moving away from the mausoleum. You, you see him? He's wearing a long cape, almost to the ground. Can you see A long cape? Oh no, no, no! B-b-b-b- excuse me, Mister Zenith, but I must go now. No, no, just a minute, what I mean? sir. Will you please let go of my arm? Yeah, I-, I will when you tell me. Now, do you know that man? He's come back. Oh, I never thought we'd see him again. Henley ran off. I followed the man in the cape, keeping my distance across the brook. He seemed to glide over the earth. I ran across the footbridge towards him. And then, he disappeared. I turned back to the house. And suddenly, there he was, standing against the big oak tree. And then, he seemed to melt right into it. I do apologize, Mr. Zenith, for my behavior last night, leaving you like that. Yeah, sounds rather puzzled. You're a photographer, sir. And so I... I have something to show you. This snapshot. Do you see that, man? Yes. It's very like the thing I saw last night. I hunched of a hunched over man with a long cape. What? It looks like he's talking to someone. Someone out of camera range, possibly. Well, that's the peculiar part of it. He was talking to someone. I took a picture of the two of them. But the other man's not in the picture. Are you saying this person we can't see was there but didn't register on the film? I, I don't think I understand. Perhaps it's better that you don't, Mr. Zenith. What about the man whose picture you've got? Do, do you know him? It's Mr. Joshua Tree, sir, when he used to live here. And now he's come back. That's why I must thank you for your understanding and indulgence. Mrs. Henley and I simply cannot stay for a moment longer. But even if... It is Mr. Tree who's come back. Why must you leave, Henley? I, I, I can't say any more. I really can't. But if you want my advice, Mr. Xavier, if you value your life, you leave here also. When I developed the shots I took of the Cape figure, they were identical to Henley's snapshot. That night, from the darkened library, I watched the oak tree. At midnight, the figure in the cape appeared. I crept out of the house, following it to the door of the mausoleum. This is what Uncle George must have meant. I reached forward to stop the man. Something hit me on the head from behind. I blacked out.
2: Savior, Savior, are you all right? Oh... What are you doing here? Am I dreaming? Don't ask so many questions. That's quite a bump on your head. Here, let me help you. No, no, I can I can't make it all right. Oh.
0: Ooh.
2: Whoever hit me wasn't kidding. Just stop talking and lean on me and we'll walk slowly back to the house. Catherine, this gets more mysterious every minute, but the biggest mystery is how you just happened to show up. Well, I'm your wife, remember? I decided I was being stupid, so I came back.
0: Darling, you don't have to hold me up. I can make it all right. Ah,
2: uh-uh, you're not going to trip and fall again while I'm around.
0: Catherine, I didn't fall. Somebody hit me.
2: Xavier, what are you talking about? I saw you at the mausoleum when I came out of the house. I saw you step back and fall over. There wasn't a soul in sight. You didn't see anyone near me? It's after two in the morning. When we get back to the house, to bed you go and not a peep out of you.
0: You don't believe that I was hit from behind?
2: I believe my eyes. And they didn't see a thing.
0: Father Daly, who is Joshua Tree? Where did you hear that name? Henry told me, but not much else. Joshua Tree. He was a man who, to the bottom of his heart, if he had one was basically evil. How did my uncle come to know him? Well, he just turned up about two years ago. Your uncle took a fancy to him and saw a good deed of him, which I am afraid was the most unfortunate thing he ever did in his life.
2: Why do you say that, Father?
0: Joshua Tree was the very spirit of the devil himself. i show you a photograph I took near my uncle's vault the day before yesterday. Is that Joshua Tree? Hmm. I can't really make out the face but the cape and the angle of the head very similar I'd say but of course how could it be he disappeared a year ago father here's another picture is that the man yes that's him you didn't take this picture did you no it was given to me by Henley he took it now if that's Joshua Tree you noticed He appears to be talking to someone, but there's no one there. Oh, yes, there is. But the camera can't record an apparition.
2: You mean Joshua Tree was talking to someone, but we can't see him?
0: Because, my dear young lady, that invisible thing is a familiar. What's that? A familiar is an evil spirit visible to very few. The devil can see him, as can a sorcerer's apprentice. So you were saying Joshua Tree was such an apprentice.
2: Xavier, are you in here?
0: Mm, nothing here. Now, try this drawer. What are you doing? I said nothing, nothing. nothing. What do you mean, nothing? I mean there's nothing in any of my uncle's desk drawers. He told me there was.
2: Xavier, why don't you answer me? Because I don't have any
0: answers. Uh, let me see if I can get under this desk. Mark, the wood. Maybe there's a secret drawer. Wow. Yes. It's yes. hollow here. Listen. One of these drawers is short. Behind it, there, there, there must be. Yeah, yeah, I'll pull this drawer up. And I'll put it on the floor. Then uh-huh, I reach back in. Where she be.
2: How did you know it was back there?
0: Before he died, the last time I saw him alive, Uncle George told me that if somebody was tampering with his mausoleum, I'd find my instructions in a letter with the word Joshua written on it. To whom it may concern. Oh no. Oh no. Murdered. He killed him. Lord in heaven. What are we to do now? In the ghost in the play, Hamlet says, I am thy father's spirit, doomed for a certain term to walk the night, till the foul crimes done in my days of nature are burnt and purged away. Is it so with our Uncle George? Is he also doomed to eternal unrest until his sins are purged and burnt away? With the end of uncertainty, I shall bring you Act Three when I return shortly. I'm lost and lonely,
2: scared and sad.
1: children. Child abusers can be helped. Find out how. Write Prevent Child Abuse, Box 2866, Chicago, Illinois, 60690. Please stop the hurt. My son pretends my murder. Join the abused
2: child fight. Pulling to the secret night.
1: A message of the head counselor. Committee for
0: Prevention of Child
1: Abuse.
0: Would you hire a person with epilepsy? Before you answer, consider this. Companies that do employ people with epilepsy say these employees often have better job performance, attendance, and safety records than non handicapped workers. Employers also find that when employees are given the facts about epilepsy, they're most understanding. And even if a person has a seizure on the job, co-workers aren't alarmed. They're helpful. Accident insurance rates don't increase when you employ people with epilepsy. These rates aren't based on who's employed, but on the actual accident experience of the company and of similar companies in the area. Most types of epilepsy are controlled by medication. That's why people who've chosen not to reveal their condition can keep it hidden. Why hide? Well, that gets me back to the question. Would you hire a person with epilepsy? Epilepsy. It's not what you think. Get the facts. Contact your local epilepsy chapter or write Epilepsy Foundation of America, Washington, D.C., 20036.
1: It's all very well to
0: Poo-Poo, the occult ghostly apparitions, phantoms that haunt, the deceased who cannot find peace until they find love, or are forgiven their earthly sins, etc., etc. But the fact remains that time and again, psychic researchers have agreed there are manifestations that defy and disobey nature's laws. And whether we like it or not, the unexplained does exist. I'll never forget that evening For even as I stood there The letter of confession in my hand Catherine waiting for me to read on We were both suddenly so overcome by the cold I had to light a fire And this was late July, mind you We needed a fire We lit candles
2: Something compelled
0: us To light dozens and dozens of candles
2: It's warmer now It's seeing the flames, I think Go on, Xavier Read your uncle's letter
0: whom it may concern, especially you, my dear nephew, Xavier. I fear they have come to get me. They've appeared at the door of my mausoleum, or else you would not be reading this letter. This letter. Stop. Uncle George. Catherine, to see him? Yes.
1: Yeah. Is he, is that you? Don't be alarmed.
2: Damien.
0: tree's body is hidden somewhere.
2: How can I find it? We will try. Anything to help you, Uncle.
1: Persuade Father Daly to bless my grave. Help me, Xavier. Help me.
0: Xavier. I'm glad you finally saw him, too, mm-hmm. Heavy We better check the library window. Mm. I'll do the ones on the side, Captain. you make sure the ones facing the front are satisfied. Look! The fire in the fireplace. It's
2: going out. It's
0: free. you must see the downdraft blowing down the chimney. Now the fire's gone
2: out. Oh, the candles are going out. Must be some
0: strange air circulating in this room. Let me get the electric light.
2: The switch is by the door. Well, that's funny. Something's happened. Can't you turn the lights on? No way. That
0: happens often in the country. Get a big storm and the electricity just shuts off.
2: I'll look out the front library windows and see if there are lights in the other houses down the road. Xavier, come here. There's someone out there. Look, pressed against the big Uncle Man in the case. And next to him, a tall kind of man. they both huddling against the trunk of the tree trying to keep out of the rain. Catherine, the tall one...
0: From the tree.
2: He's looking like this ring. Can it see us? Oh, it hideous face. My death. The eyes. Do you see those eyes. Now it's beckoning to the man in the cave. I see him. Is that Joshua Tree? In spirit.
0: For I'm sure now where his body is. Where? In that tree. That's why Uncle George was so haunted. Oh, it's all clear to me now time, I followed Joshua Tree to the mausoleum. They were trying to get at the corpse of Uncle George. It
2: was the familiar who knocked me down. Am I imagining it? But the both of them have come much closer to our picture window. Hello?
0: Father Daly, is that you?
2: Yes.
0: This is Xavier. You've got to come over to my uncle's house. You've simply got to. My boy You sound quite upset. Father, I implore you, come now. Catherine and I are here alone. Only you can save us.
2: Give me that phone. Father Daly, this is Catherine Zenith. There are two creatures outside the library window right now. They're not real people, Father. I have a very strong feeling they are not human. No. moment they are pressing their faces against the glass of the library window. The hands are clawing at the glass as if they wanted to break through it. He's one of them wearing a cape. Yes, yes it is. Father, come quickly. Help us. Help us. They're they're raising their hands now and pounding at the glass. Ah! They're coming after us.
0: Out the back door into the raging stormy night lashed by rain not knowing which way to escape. The only path through the garden led right to the mausoleum and before we could stop ourselves we were practically on top of it. It's there I'm
2: standing at the door Goodbye.
0: Grab my hand, Captain. Hold on. We'll run for the brook.
2: Where are we going? Into the water. Come on.
0: It's not deep, Captain. We can walk it. Stay in the middle of the brook with me. You see,
2: these evil spirits cannot follow humans into water. If we just keep moving, it'll give up. I- I'm-, I'm sure of it. Oh, I hope you're right. It's got to give up before I do. I was
0: right. The thing gave up, Finally. And by the time we'd climbed to shore, it had gone. There we stood, the rain beating down on us from above, and our legs and clothes soaked from the brook. Somehow, we found the main road to town and ran towards it.
2: Oh, there's a car coming. I
0: see headlights. Let's stand at the wayside of the road. We'll After staying alive this long, I don't want to be hit by a car. Oh, well, don't answer me. Just get in. We've got to get back to the house. All right, all right, all right. Close that door and let's go. Now tell me, you two, what are you doing standing in the road wet from head to toe?
2: We ran from the house to get away from them. They actually broke through a plate glass window.
0: That's most peculiar.
2: Peculiar? It was horrifying.
0: Why do you say that, Father? Because the spirit of Joshua Tree and, and his familiar... Are not after either of you Well, they certainly gave a good imitation You don't seem to understand These creatures, the dead and the spirit they've called up They're satanic twin, in fact They're not after living persons They're on the constant lookout for the newly dead Wait till you see the broken library window And then tell me if there aren't exceptions (sighs) Where are they now? It's time I wrestle with the devil What will you do? I shall quiet the demons with my crucifix. There's only one way to drive out Satan. And the church has been doing it for centuries. Father, look. The vault door's open. Someone's coming out. But someone. But some things. They're carrying out your uncle's coffin. Stop! I charge you, arch fiends of Hades! entertain familiarity with Satan, the grand enemy of God. I
2: charge you, put down that body and begone. Father Daly advanced
0: upon the two creatures holding his crucifix in front of him. The familiar and the spirit of the murdered Joshua Tree halted, released the coffin, and ran. Father Daly and I carried Uncle George back inside the vault and closed the doors. It came to me in a flash. The big oak tree... It was there we would find the source of the evil. You are right, Xavier. I can see their shadows. I'll hold them back with my crucifix. Somewhere inside this oak are the remains of the man my uncle killed. When we find them, I suspect they'll be wrapped in that long capey war. There's a sizable hole on the far side. When I first came here last April, my uncle up there cementing up some holes. Since he knew Joshua Tree's body had been taken from the mausoleum by the familiar, your yeah. uncle might have suspected it was in this tree. I don't look forward to finding a pile of decomposed bones. What do we do with them, Father? Burn them. I'm glad Catherine's in the house. I don't know how she would react to a funeral pyre. We have no choice. Look, oh, Father the familiar. It's still there. Its minutes on earth are numbered. Once we have destroyed the body of Joshua Tree, what held it here no longer exists, and the familiar must return to the black beyond. And Uncle George must have known that his body could be invaded after death. He would have had to walk the earth forever with this familiar. When I find the remains, I shall light the fire to them and hold high the cross. But what about Uncle George? I shall go back into the mausoleum and bless the coffin. Requiescat in pace. The flames consume phantoms from the grave. The good father returns to the tomb and blesses the coffin. Will there be deliverance for the uncle? Yes, released from wandering the earth. But in the dimension of the beyond, will the spirit of the murdered sorcerer allow his murderer to exist in peace? Or will Uncle George discover his eternal torture is just beginning? I shall return shortly.
2: I like pickles, but they don't like me. And it's on the comes, I like pizza, like but it doesn't like me. And it's
0: on the comes, like special combination of antacid and anti-gas ingredients gives you fast, gentle relief from acid indigestion, heartburn, and gas in just minutes. I like hot dogs, but they don't like
2: me. on the sun comes,
0: Occasional use only as directed...
1: Introduce yourself to a remarkable nasal spray that lasts and lasts up to 12 continuous hours. Duration. Duration nasal spray relieves up to 12 continuous hours. Duration relieves nasal stuffiness and sinus congestion. So just one use lets you work all day. Just one use lets you sleep all night. Duration relieves 12 continuous hours. And that's duration with the longest lasting nasal decongestant. Use only as directed when needed.
0: of his father is real to Hamlet. Bancor's ghost is real to Macbeth. And even if you or I cry out as they did, hence, horrible shadow, unreal mockery, hence, can we make specters disappear? Defend ourselves from the unknown as we may try to. The battle of angels and devils goes on.
2: So close not your eyes. Remember is possible.